climate deniers are no longer relevant. The science has passed them by. But what we are concerned about now are climate appeasers. People who mouth the right things, who do some or take some minor actions to indicate they are concerned, but in fact are doing nothing. But worse than that, and in their own subtle and sort of dangerous way, they discourage others from taking any action at all, claiming it's not a serious issue. And just last week, Professor Bill Maguire from the University College in London said appeasers were one of his main concerns. Yes, welcome to this latest episode of Climate Conversations. I am your host, Robert McLean. This podcast is assembled here in Shepparton, in northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining me. It's great to have you on board. And today we'll have a look at some of the news of the climate crisis. Some news from the climate emergency. It seems both unreasonable and unfair when discussing appeasers to mention the name of global heating activist Greta Thunberg. But the 20-year-old Swedish girl is back in the news. The Daily Record reports climate change activist Greta Thunberg manhandled by cops during coal mine demo. The story begins. Climate change activist Greta Thunberg was seen being manhandled by cops during environmental protests in Germany. Greta, 20, was at an anti-coal mine demonstration Lutzerath when she was led away by police on Sunday. Dozens of officers in riot gear moved in on the crowd and removed about 30 people, including the Swedish campaigner, in images caught on video. Now we shift to The Guardian. And the story is headlined, John Kerry backs UAE appointment of oil chief to oversee UN climate talks. The story begins. US climate envoy John Kerry backs the United Arab Emirates' decision to appoint the CEO of a state-run oil company to preside over the upcoming UN climate negotiations in Dubai, citing his work on renewable energy projects. In an interview Sunday with the Associated Press, the former US Secretary of State acknowledged that the Emirates and other countries relying on fossil fuels face finding some balance ahead. However, he dismissed the idea that Sultan Al-Jabir's appointment should be automatically disqualified due to him leading the Abu Dhabi National Oil Company. Activists, however, equated it with asking arms dealers to lead peace talks when authorities announced his nomination on Thursday. We have another story from The Guardian, and this time it's by Damien Carrington, the Environment Editor. The headline for the story is Warning of unprecedented heat waves as El Nino is set to return in 2023. The story begins. The return of the El Nino climate phenomenon later this year will cause global temperatures to rise off the chart and deliver unprecedented heat waves, scientists have warned. Early forecasts suggest El Nino will return in later 2023, exacerbating extreme weather around the globe and making it very likely the world will exceed 1.5 degrees of warming. The hottest year in recorded history, 2016, was driven by a major El Nino. Perth now has the story. Call to make caravan parks EV hotspots. 
Australia's 2,600 caravan parks could be transformed into a national electric vehicle charging network covering regional and rural areas under a new proposal. The Caravan Industry Association of Australia has issued a call for commercial and government assistance to install fast chargers for electric cars on its sites as a way to address rising demand for the technology. It comes after some electric vehicle drivers reported long waits to access chargers during the holiday season, with EV networks setting record-breaking use of its charging stations between Christmas and New Year's Day. And now we shift to the Sydney Morning Herald, where we find a story written by Mike Foley. The headline is, Farmers told to beef up green credentials to trade with Europe. The story begins, Australian farmers must boost environmental credentials and cut greenhouse gas emissions if they want to maintain access to the $72 billion export market. Agriculture Minister Murray Watt warns as he jets off for crucial trade talks in the United Kingdom and the European Union. I'm presently watching the Santos tour down under, and now I find a story on Bloomberg. It has the headline, Climate activists say big oil is taking cycling fans for a ride. The story begins, it was around noon on Sunday and the crowds had gathered in Adelaide for the first day of Australia's tour down under. As the cyclists whizzed past, a group of elderly women turned their backs and pulled down their skirts. Beneath their naked bottoms, six big letters spelled out Santos, the oil and gas company sponsoring the first major race on the professional cycling calendar. To chance of, we got rid of big tobacco, we'll get rid of Santos too. Santos did not respond to a request for comment, but the Australian protest sets the stage for a year of radical action by climate activists who are pushing to end advertisements and sponsorships. They say allow fossil fuel companies to burnish their reputations while profiting from products that heat up the planet. The campaign is beginning to gain traction as extreme weather from floods and droughts keep climate change in the headlines. And now from EcoWatch we read, Deadly Californian rains overwhelm power grid with mass outages. The story begins. Two weeks of unrelenting rains in California have killed more people than have died directly from wildfires in the last two years, and the deluge is not over. At least 19 people have died across 10 counties. While officials expect that number to rise, it will also be incomplete. Those living in our streets may be living on cardboard. They may be living in a tent that can't withstand the kind of weather we're having. It's cold. Georgia Bekovich, Director of Public Affairs at the Midnight Mission, a long-running human services organisation in Los Angeles' Skid Row, told the Washington Post, at least two of the Midnight Mission community members died after being exposed to the rain, Berkovich said, but their deaths were not officially attributed to the extreme weather and thus not included in the official death counts. Now we head to the Insider, where we can read... Davos says it is focusing on the climate crisis, but its billionaires and world leaders are still arriving on private jets. The World Economic Forum said on Monday, one day before the event kicks off in Davos, Switzerland said that the climate crisis is going to be one of the dominant themes this week. Its website prominently features Swedish teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg, who is due to appear this year after criticising world leaders and urged them to act at last year's events. 
How to Save the Planet, is one of the seven key themes up for discussion. And the overall theme of this year's event is Stakeholders for a Cohesive and Sustainable World. Yes, we've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. Until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your friends. In fact, I'd urge you to share it with your friends, as we all need to know as much as we possibly can about the climate crisis. Now take care.